praise. It's so good to be with you. And did you know that according to a 2018 Gallup poll, 22% of Americans had felt angry the day just before completing the survey. Uh, this was a 17% increase from the same period a year earlier. Also, 32% of young Americans ages 15 to 29 and 25% of middle-aged Americans aged 30 to 49 felt that they had a lot of anger inside of them. Now, here's what's amazing about this survey. This is what people were feeling in 2018 uh, and not 2020, which now we have to add COVID, we've got to add an economic downturn and civil unrest to the mix. So let me give you a couple of stats from a, 2000, a 2020 survey. In parts of March and June of this year, feelings of anger the day just prior to completing the survey shot up to a staggering 38%. That's a 73% increase from just two years prior. 84% of all the respondents felt that Americans are angrier today than they were a generation ago. So let's do a survey. How would you respond if Gallup called and asked you how angry you were yesterday? Would you say none, little, somewhat, or a whole lot? Here's what we're being told today. The experts, the professionals in the field are telling us now that anger in America has reached toxic levels. We have pegged now into the red zone that is called chronic anger. Um, have you recognized recently any of the warning, the warning signs that we have become a society with chronic or ongoing anger issues, such as large-scale vengeance, hate, wrath, looting, outrage, murder, abuse, hostility, burning, tear gas, and rage. As one news headline put it, Americans today are living in a big anger incubator, and it doesn't appear to be dissipating anytime soon. Chronic anger is now so pronounced that it is creating a whole new field in anger management today. This is at a sort of a national type of level. So the question that I've been asking myself a lot lately is this, how do I live a Christ-like life in a nation that's going through a chronic anger pandemic? That's what I'm interested in knowing because coping skills for this type of anger are much different than those for the short flare-ups that we are normally accustomed to. This is for us in this generation, this is new territory that we're in today. So in searching for my answers, I turned to the Holy Scriptures, which by the way, we have some really good ones on that today, on that topic at hand, that's why I'm talking about it. Um, I've also been looking at the saints who lived during similar periods of chronic anger. But I must tell you, I don't presume to have all their solutions figured out. Here's one example. I'm still trying to figure out one of St. Jerome's tactics. You know, he was called one of the crankiest saints in the world. Uh, and it was, it was not unusual for him to carry a stone 
and then he would hit himself whenever he lost his temper. Pope Sixtus V once remarked when he walked by a picture of, of Jerome beating his breast with a stone, he said this, he says, you do well to carry that stone, for without it, the church would never have canonized you. So this one is going to take more time to process. So what I want us to do in our remaining minutes is explore some tactics that are easier to apply in a world where we're experiencing chronic anger pandemic. Managing chronic anger tidbit number one, calm down. Calm down. Chronic anger it is widely known to viciously attack your cardiovascular, your neurological, and your endocrine systems. Did you know this, that the risk of a stroke triples during the two hours following an angry outburst? That's quite substantial, isn't it? And ongoing anger, it also leads us to depression, panic attacks, and insomnia. Well, we should not be surprised, but if you think about it, your body, your mind, and your soul, they are really good at telling you, informing you, when your anger consumption is getting the best of you. So take Francis, St. Francis de Sales' advice, because he lived in a similar chronic anger type of period. This is what he said, calm down, cool it. This is, this is not going away for a while. Now some great ideas for calming down include taking deep breaths, exercise, centering prayer, a healthy diet, Eucharistic adoration, and listening just to calm music. These are just a few of the things that you can do to manage this anger. Managing chronic anger tidbit number two, practice compassion with others and yourself. You, if you haven't heard it, you will be hearing it. It's another new buzzword for an angry nation. That's what they're calling it. And it's called compassion. Compassion. Because compassion operates from a position of kindness and care rather than a position of anger. It is much more understanding of the diversity of others. It also acknowledges that we have to be less critical of ourselves. Sorry for our faults but to do it in a calm, a settled, and a firm way. Here's something that I find very interesting. Compassion is even becoming a successful business model today. With traditional nurturing centers like the family and regrettably, I must say, the parish as well. Uh, as these dwindle in size and in number, businesses are beginning to realize how that the practice of compassion makes their employees and those who consume their products and goods happier. Um, as we heard in Jesus' gospel today as he spoke, he said, since God has been compassionate, and he even uses that word in the, in the parable, he says, since God has been compassionate with you, you must practice being more compassionate with others as well as yourself. Compassion. You'll hear a lot more about that in the days ahead. Um, managing chronic anger tidbit number two, three, this is. Moderate media input. Here's an interesting fact. Did you know that nine out of ten people are more likely 
to express anger on social media than in person. Surprise, surprise, right? Uh, it's amazing. Well, actually, it's unfortunate, I believe. The no-holds-barred tongue lashings that people spew out on social media today. Let me, let me share with you from somebody from a pastoral perspective. I counsel people all the time who are crushed, who are crushed by the comments that people make on social media that are directed towards them. Also, according to a 2008-2018 survey, 42% of respondents said that watching the news sometimes makes them angry. Has that ever happened to you? Well, here's the point. It's vitally essential to control your daily input of media if you want to make it through this pandemic that we're in right now. I love the words of St. Ambrose. He said this, be on guard against those who drive you to argue with them, with those who irritate you, and with those who excite you to anger. You just have to control the amount of media that you take in every day. It is a must. Now, I personally set a limit of 20 minutes a day. That's my limit. That's how much I watch. And then after that, I get serious by watching Andy of Mayberry or The Monsters. Uh, there's two of my favorite shows. See, they're funny and they make me laugh. And laughter is actually some of the best preventative medicine you can take when you're angry. It keeps your heart merry. Managing chronic anger tidbit number four, keep moving forward. Move forward. See, here's what happens. This is why we have to be aware of it. When you live in a chronic state of anger, like we do today, it's easy to develop the mindset of expecting to be angry all the time. It's just normal, it's just natural, it's what I'm supposed to accept. And what, you can what can happen is you can adopt that as a normal attitude in your life. Now, I really have to draw up on the wisdom of Andy of Mayberry on this one, uh, one of the episodes. He, he asked two families why they were feuding with each other all the time. They were just fighting and angry with each other. And the response was, well, I don't know exactly. It's just what my parents and grandparents did. Well, there's a lot of truth to that. You know, over time, if you let it, you can get stuck in the mire of anger, so much so that you go around with a chip on your shoulder. That's exactly what you do. See, what we're called to do is to move beyond anger with the intent of affecting positive change. When we get angry, we do something to affect positive change. See, anger is a part of the means. It's not the end. The, the end is peace. The end is love. It's what God intended for us. And Gandhi and Martin Luther King Jr., both of them, are great examples of this. And then managing chronic anger tidbit number five, be love. Well, if I probably go too many more tidbits, you're going to get angry with me. Uh, I've been accused of uh, talking too long. But um, I think it's blatantly obvious. It really is that God never intended us, intended for us to go around in a constant state of anger. Uh, the first reading makes that clear. What did we hear? Wrath and anger are hateful things. They're hateful things. 
And can anyone nourish anger against another and expect healing from the Lord? No, see, what we're called to do as the children of God is to stay the course of love, even when anger is running rampant. Now, here's an inspiring thought for you today. If we lived a life of love, there would be nothing to fuel anger. Anger would just go away. It'd be the end of it. What did Jesus say? Some of the hardest teachings, of course, uh, that he said, love your enemies and do good to them. Do good to those who hate you. Bless those who curse you. Pray for those who mistreat you. Love God and love neighbor as you love yourself. And James says, let every person be slow to anger, for the anger of a person does not work the righteousness of God. It's really hard for God to get in when you're bound up, you're balled up with anger. So I'd like to leave you with a couple of reflections this evening. First of all, reflect upon the reality. This is really important that we are in the middle of a chronic anger pandemic and that you're not going to cave into it. You're going to become aware of it and you're going to deal with it. And the second thing is this, St. Augustine, he said this, anger is a small plant that quickly grows into a big tree. You ever seen something like that where some of them would grow really fast? I was going to use the example of a banana tree, but it's called a banana plant. But you know what I'm talking about? How they can grow so fast in just a couple of months. But here's what I want you to do. I want you to get out the pruning shears. You might even need a chainsaw and choose one of the tidbits today that have been shared and apply it more fully to your life. God bless all of you and stay calm. <laughs>